We're talking Ohio State, Michigan. All that and more next on Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. I apologize for absolutely nothing. Like, people do not understand how much this rivalry means. I'm talking complete devastation in Ann Arbor. And the Buckeyes are in the CFP. Can't say honk and sausage on the air. What's up, Buckeye Nation? Welcome back to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Jack. I'm usually the positive person, but that was hot garbage. Oh my god. I'm probably going to lose my freaking job. Dude, are you serious? That's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. I'm sorry, dude. This is not Michigan State. This is Ohio State. We either win or die trying. Go Bucks. OH. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome to another episode of Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. Excited to be back on here again. And man, do we have a good show for you today. Um, there's been so much going on lately with Big Ten expansion with the transfer portal, with NIL, um, with them redrawing the brackets and and the uh, conference play and all that stuff. And there's just so much change going on in college football. And uh, we want to take a minute to talk about uh, that stinky sack of shit team up north. How are you, Mr. Davis? I'm doing pretty well. Um, we are getting really close to the season. We're only about, I don't know, three weeks away or so. Um, I'm just getting really excited, man. Um, I turned 40 this year and actually my birthday is on the first game of the season. So old balls. Oh, don't, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. I mean, they're just so old and gross. He's he's got a five-year plan. He's like, what is it? Don't die. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I'm looking forward to that weekend because, I mean, that's always the best weekend for me, too, because it's always on Labor Day weekend. So I get a three day weekend. I never have to work Monday after my birthday. So you can be jealous, as you always are, because I'm not going to say anything. I only work like half a year. You know that, right? Keep it up, dude. Just keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> trying to piss you off right from the get go. Yep. So let's get into the rivalry. Um Different people are going to take this rivalry different ways based upon how old you are. Would you agree with that? What do you mean by that? You mean like in the new state of college football? What are we talking about? Just based upon how old you are. I mean, someone that's in their 20s that's a big Ohio State fan is going to view this rivalry different than someone that's in their 30s. Absolutely. Or someone that's in their 40s. And I'll tell you why. Because losing to Michigan these last two years sucked, but it's nothing compared to what we've gone through in our life. And it's also just the game is different now. I mean, yeah. the, the, the college and the whole landscape of college football is different now and it's more new agey, I guess is maybe the best way to put it, you know, with all the additions of NIL and the transfer portal and everything we talked about, uh, compared to the old style. I mean, even the rules of the game, I mean, they're changing the rules this year to where the clock doesn't stop on a first down. I mean, they're speeding the game up. There, there's so many different safety precautions to where you can hardly hit a player anymore. I mean, if you touch a quarterback, you might get flagged. I mean, they don't let players just play anymore. I mean, the game in college football in general is just different. So I think this is a good opportunity for us to kind of sit down and talk about this rivalry and kind of see where it is in, in today's football, and especially with kind of what's happened over the last handful of years. So obviously, you know, um, over the last 20 years, we had only lost one game or so against Michigan, and that was the the crazy 2011 year. 
And since then, we have now lost two in a row. And we are at risk of losing three in a row for the first time since the mid-early 90s. And we are, I think, finally looking at a point where we're seeing some of the best Michigan teams that Michigan has also ever had. So also seeing interesting quotes from Ryan Day, from Gene Smith, the athletic director, and you got a lot of barking going on from Jim Harbaugh and Michigan fan base. I mean, we're at a crazy day and time in this rivalry. So I'm going to kind of just let you kind of start wherever you think you need to start with this. The people that live there are the lowest forms of life. Uh, they always will be to me. I really don't care what happens to them. And I would like to keep it that way. Um, I'm a little bit pissed off. I'm not going to lie. Um, because what I just said, I really feel in my heart. And I don't feel like that's the general synopsis anymore. And I hate to say it that way, but dude, we've gotten soft as a society. Uh, we've gotten soft as a human race. I just feel that way. Um, and I just feel like it's not there like it used to be with the newer generations, like it is with the older generations. I feel that way. And I think you can tell that in the way that things are evolving and the things that like Coach Day is talking about moving the game. Are you crazy? If I was there, I would have slapped him and then had to apologize right afterwards. I would have, I would have just slapped the shit out of him right in front of everybody. Be like, oh, sorry about that, man. I just that was my natural reaction to somebody saying something so stupid. You know what I mean? Like the game, dude. I'm sorry. The game is played when the game is played. It's played at noon. It's played around Thanksgiving every year. I don't want to hear it. The end. Done deal. And that's why, dude. I am fighting. As you, if you listen to our previous episode, I am fighting so hard to keep this rivalry alive. To keep college football alive, to keep the things nostalgic to me and my family um, and my friends alive. And there's certain ways that you have to do that, man. We need to keep the Michigan game relevant, keep the rivalry relevant. And the more we move away from these things with these super conferences and changing up divisions and how they're played and uh, how that stuff's going, you're going against that. You're taking away from the rivalry. You are completely flattening it. I mean, who give, if we have to play Michigan three times in a year, who gives a shit about playing them in November? Who gives a shit? It's not going to matter anymore. And, dude, I hate that for college football because that's, dude, my childhood memories, my love for Ohio State football stems from this game. So, dude, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of like begging and pleading with with college football. Don't take it from me. Yeah, so I, what you're basically referring to is what happened at Big Ten Media Days where um, – this is all stemming from the different schedule. Obviously, this is pre-knowing Oregon and Washington coming in. So, you know, we don't know how that schedule is going to go. If you want to know more about that, listen to our last episode. But um, this is all stemming from the potential chance that Ohio State and Michigan could play in back-to-back weeks because obviously we play the last game of the season, and then if we are the two best teams in the Big Ten, we would turn around and play again in Indianapolis. Okay. I'll at least be the devil's advocate and tell you why I think Ryan Day is saying what he's saying. I'm not telling you I agree or disagree yet. I'll let you know my opinion here in a second. But I believe he is looking more for the fact that, one, he's more worried about that if we beat Michigan in the regular season and then have to turn around and face him again in the Big Ten championship game the very next week. And if you watch NFL a lot, you can see how hard it is to beat the same team twice. Um, yeah, but he's maybe, thinking about beating them. He's not hold, thinking about the game. Hold on, hold on. Let me get to it. But he's thinking more analytically over the entire span of 
what is my best opportunity to achieve the main goals? It's beat Michigan in the regular season. It's win the Big Ten championship, and it's win the national title. That's his three. And I feel like in his eyes, playing them in the potential playing them in back-to-back weeks would make that more difficult. Do I agree? Yeah, I think it would make it more difficult. But as a more purist of the rivalry as I am, I side with you, and I think everything he said was completely off the rails. I was actually a little bit shocked to hear him say that. And this brings back maybe more of a deep-rooted issue to where I feel like, you know, besides Heartline, where is, and maybe, you know, James Lauren Ice, who doesn't have a huge role yet, where is this deep-rooted Ohio State culture in this coaching staff? That's my thing. You know what it makes me think, and I'm not accusing Ryan Day of this, it makes me think he doesn't get it. How and it's hard to make a statement. And it's hard to imagine that too, because he worked underneath Urban Meyer for several years. How could but, you not understand the gra- you know, the gravity of this rivalry? Dude, it's kind of like, and I hate, I hate saying this. This is not a political issue. I'm using this as an example. Okay. It's kind of like to me what happened at Anheuser Busch. You can still be okay in what you're saying. You can still have a message that's not, you know, and maybe it's not for everyone, but it's still a message, okay? But you have to understand who you're saying it to. Just because it's okay for the people you intend it for doesn't mean it's okay for everybody. That's what I'm saying. So you right. say that, and you know what? Kids that are 20 years old may think, you know what? Yeah, let's move it. Shit. That's probably the best thing. We don't want to play Michigan back-to-back. And guys like me that are freaking old and old are just thinking, <laughs> damn it. Like, the, is that the theme of the episode? We're just old? We're old. You I mean, dude, we, we, turn a, too we, old. <laughs> we turn a different decade this year, man. It's tough. It's true. And, but you know what, dude, to me, there are two things in this life that will always be, you know, to me, 100% non-negotiable out of Ohio State football. And that is, fuck Michigan and fuck Michigan. Okay? <laughs> I was actually really curious to see what your second one was going to be. <laughs> um, I, dude, I just, it's driven so many things. It has such a deep passion for me, dude. That I feel like uh, when people th- say things like that, like I'm saying, um, it just makes me feel like you don't get it to the. Maybe you get, maybe you think you get it, but I don't know that you get it to the depth that we get it. Like, let me I, honestly, for anyone that's listening, if you're not sure kind of where you sit in this rivalry, do me a favor and go ahead and just look at a Michigan helmet and tell me you don't want to throw up. If See, you have the, if you have the feeling that you want to upchuck your lunch just by looking at their colors then you are siding more with me and Chad. If you look at them and you're just going, eh, well, it's just kind of another team, then you're no different than our athletic director. Because apparently his comment, what, a handful of months ago, was surprising how disappointed Ohio State fan base is, and he just says, well, it's just one game. Uh, Bub, I hate to tell you this, but it's not just one game. It's the game. It's one of the only games that actually matters in the season. Like the old saying still applies. I mean, maybe not as much, but we could go one and 11. But as long as that one win is against Michigan, that's all that matters. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. And I've been saying that for forever. You know, when we grew up, that's what it was. You beat Michigan. Everything else. You beat Michigan. And if you get to go to the Rose Bowl, sweet. And if you don't, who cares? Kick the shit out of Michigan. That's what I'm saying. And 
and I understand, dude, things have changed. There's a different format for things, and, and there's a playoff, and that's all cool, and I love all that stuff. But we were having our cake and eating it, too. The Michigan game still meant something, and we still had the playoffs. It was so, It's a great time. Dude, I just – dude, I can't – I can't have that taken from me. I feel like an old man. I feel like an old man holding on to an eight-track tape, dude, that everybody's trying to rip it out of his hands. And he's like, get on, man, you son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like trying to beat him off with a stick. Like, yeah. that's how I feel. Like, I really do. But we're making so many old references in this episode. <laughs> I just I pictured you way, about dude. 30 years from now holding the cane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a copy of the one versus two in the shoe. And I'm like, back up, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> back in 2006. <laughs> but I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong here? No. Like, am I overreacting? But I feel like the generations no. have changed, dude. And I don't feel like the people that are younger care like we do. So, I, obviously, we're a big part of this discussion is because of what the result has been the last two years. And it's not even just losing. It's losing in the fashion that we did, I think, is the hardest thing. Because if we would have lost both those games by a single score and it kind of came down to the wire... Obviously, it would be difficult to handle, but at least there'd be a different way to look at this. You know what I mean? But by getting essentially blown out the last two years in the fashion that it happened is what's really making us question a lot of this. Because by law of averages, you know, we're not going to keep beating Michigan forever. And I, I remember having a conversation with you a couple of years ago when we sat and watched a game. And, I, and you told me, he's like, oh, we got this in the bag. And I was like, man, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't care how good we are and how bad they may be. Like, at some point, they're going to get us. You know, at some point, our streak is going to end. And, you know, it's just, I think, the way that we've lost these last couple games. And I think we probably need to dive into that a little bit. Yeah, is well, why maybe the rivalry kind of looks the way it does. Well, let me ask you this. Do you feel like the rivalry is as important to the fan base today as it was 15 years ago? Fan base, yes. Fan base as a whole, yes. I do think there's new, fresh Ohio State fans that don't get it the same way we do. Um, it's kind of like the, the old saying, like, you can't, uh, you know, it, it, if you're spoiled all the time, then you don't, you don't appreciate working hard for something. Kind of like if they're just used to winning all the time and all of a sudden they go through a couple losses, they don't know how to handle it. Um, so there's a different aspect to that. But realistically, um, I think that we are questioning a lot of this lately because of the lack of effort and accountability and effectiveness of whatever it is we were trying to accomplish in both those games. Because if I were to ask you right now, and uh, last year and the year before, so 2021-2022, do you think that even before we played the game, Ohio State was a better team? Well, yeah. Okay. So not only do you think we were the better team, and I think that's more true this past year than it was actually the other year. Actually, I take that back. I think it was about equal because we had better offense two years ago, and last year we had a better defense. But – I think the problem is that Ryan Day has kind of choked in those games. If you think, even though the defense, we can kind of blame the defense for both those games, right? Can't we also blame the offense, especially last year? I mean, we scored three points in the second half, and that's a Ryan Day issue. 
Yeah, but my question is this, dude. You brought up the best point that I've that I've heard about this. I hate to give you any kudos at all, as usual, but I will. Well, I appreciate that, Clark. And I feel like it's the greatest point that we haven't hit anything on. What's the culture there? What is being said to the players in the locker room? What's game week like? What's the season like? Is it a we're preparing to beat Michigan 365 days of the year type mentality that Urban Meyer had and Jim Trestle had? Or is it a we're taking it week by week and when Michigan week comes, then we're worried about it? Is that message being sent clearly to the players? Are the players buying into that message? I think um, the because, message is there. But I like to be you said, it's you, is the delivery of the message. Because you know Urban Meyer is super passionate about that rivalry. Super say, passionate. But, but hold on. Let me finish my point because I didn't get to it. My point is, is Ryan Day making these players feel it? And I'm talking about this. You know all the kids in that thing. Yeah, there's there's Ohio players. But a lot of these kids are not from Ohio, man. They don't know it like other kids know it. They don't know it like we know it. Okay? They're trying to get into it. Does he deliver the message correctly? Is it being bought correctly? And is it being – is it something on the radar? Because tell me for a second that the last two years we've done podcasts after the Michigan game, and I haven't said to you, man, we just looked like we didn't want to be there. We looked like we gave up. You know what I mean? Like, And that makes me question the message. It does. You know, and yeah. when you said that, I was like, man, like that makes me put two and two together here and start to think like, you know, is it a priority for Ryan Day? Is it enough of a priority for Ryan Day? That's that's my question. So it better be because, um, in my opinion, as good as he's done, um, if he can't win that game this year, I think he's at risk of losing his job. And I know that's a whole nother conversation, but. You know, you're talking about doing something, Michigan doing something to Ohio State that hasn't happened in 30 years. And it's under Ryan Day's watch. So he, I don't know if he needs to have another talk with Urban or what needs to happen. I mean, we, we say what this, do we, don't, we, we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. We can only speculate, but yeah, we can but also see the product opinion. that's on the field. My opinion is also something you brought up. And the fact that this day and age, too, because the college landscape looks different, so does a lot of the recruits that Ohio State has on the team. You know, back in the 80s, 90s, even early 2000s, you know, a good chunk of our team was from Ohio. And it wasn't really until later in Trestle's years, and especially in urban years, where our recruitment went a lot more national. Okay, a lot more coast-to-coast, Florida and California and Arizona and Texas, right? And... Kids that live in those areas do not understand this rivalry. Sure, they understand Ohio State hates Michigan. Michigan State, Michigan hates Ohio State. Understand that. Just the same as I understand Alabama hates Auburn. Georgia hates Florida. But we don't live it. I don't breathe in, you know, I, I don't feel ill one way or the other. And I feel like the majority of the team that we have, if you don't have the correct leaders that fully inspire the team, whether that's actual captains on the team or coaches uh, or staff or whatever is wherever it is, then the culture you're building at Ohio State is one of, hey, you know, our I've, a good point now that's just kind of coming to my head is like, I feel like because we've beaten Michigan for so many years in a row that we didn't value the rivalry the same anymore. And also because our focus started going from Michigan to Alabama to Georgia, to Clemson. 
And that has now been mainly our focus because we didn't really see Michigan as something that we had to hurdle to ultimately hit our goal. Now that Michigan is something that we have to hurdle, we can't just be saying, okay, hey, we need to try to beat Georgia this year, Clemson, Alabama, you name it. Now our focus needs to be back on Michigan. And Michigan plays a very specific style of football that obviously looks like it hasn't translated to the playoffs against better teams, but is really effective against us. And I don't know if we need to relook at the way we play football against them or or what it is, but I'm not saying take the focus off of the Georgias and the Alabamas and the Clemsons, but our focus, number one, needs to be on Michigan first because then you're going to get a month before you play those other teams and you can refocus your attention at that point. So let me ask you this. You know, we talked about the message. Do you think the message is being accurately portrayed in your opinion? I mean, based on what you see and we and like I said, let me rephrase that. We don't know shit that's going on in that locker room. All I know is about what I read, what comes out and what we look like when we play that game. Um, and, you know, does that make you feel like it's being accurately portrayed? That's what I'm asking. I mean, from the outside looking in. No, it does not look like. It like it doesn't look good. Um, See, I don't. I don't think so either. I just don't. You know what I mean? Like, I just miss. I hate to say this, dude, but yeah. And this is part of buying into the rivalry that we talked about, dude. Uh, you know, the I feel like the fans today that are younger are just not quite fans like we are. Did you and I live through Woody Hayes? No, but we reminisce and greatly talk about and watch documentaries on. All the stuff that happened before we were alive. Right. How, so, I how mean, great yeah. are those stories? Well, how it was ingrained into us from our parents. It was almost passed down to us, you know? Yeah. Hey. Kind of like a family heirloom. Yeah. So, like you, you don't eat in that state. You don't buy gas in that state. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's that. Like, why did you, why did you go for two? Because I couldn't go for three, you know? It's true. Like, it's, it's just part of it. Like, we want to not only beat them, we want to, like, kill their spirit, we want to annihilate them. We, we want 365 days of bragging rights, and so far we're going on, you know, since they ducked us in 2000, uh, in 2020, you know, we're going off, you know, last time we beat them was in 2019. That's embarrassing yeah. to say out loud, man. It's 2023. We haven't beat them since 2019. But you're right, though. It is ingrained, and I can uh, attest to uh, Larry Blackburn. Uh, I went to a spring game with my uncle in Notre Dame in South Bend. And if you've never been to South Bend, uh, the hotel we stayed in is directly, uh, basically, half of the hotel is in Michigan, you know, half of the hotel's in Indiana. And I called my dad from a payphone. I was like, hey, it's weird. I was like, we're in Michigan on one side and Indiana from the other. And he's like, which side are you on? I'm like, well, we're on Michigan now. And he hung up on me. <laughs> yep. And I called him back. And he's like, don't call me from Michigan. Find a payphone in Indiana and call me back. Yeah. And that was it. And he was dead serious. That's a true story. You know what I mean? That's 100% true. But that's not being portrayed that way anymore you know what i mean it's just i don't know man i think it's a both a systemic and a generational issue i agree and it's going to be very interesting this year because you know what else can stir up a rivalry or something besides you know just talking about it and trying to build that culture a fist fight get, in the tunnel well it's getting your ass kicked <laughs> two years in a row <laughs> If getting your ass kicked by, because I mean, let me let me tell you this, right? We don't have a rivalry with Clemson, but you know we had the right players on the team. That after we lost to Clemson, we had so much fire coming back to try to beat them the following year. That when we finally did, what did we do? We we laid the wood to them. 
Yeah. Where is where is the where is the players on this team that are going to take what's happened the last couple years? Because the majority, the, the almost every kid on this team has probably never beat Michigan. Maybe maybe only your your seniors have seen it in 2019. So, what kind of you know? How hard is it to to stir up enough motivation, knowing that you've gotten your butt kicked the last two times in a row, to come out with your hair on fire this time around and really, you know, kind of pull what a Justin Fields did against Clemson? I don't know, man, because part of me feels like there's a small change happening in college football as well, um, to where the NIL is coming out about, and I feel like there's a lot less pride in your school. There's a lot less of that rah rah. And it's more like me, me now. Okay, it's more about getting paid. It's more about uh, staying healthy for the NFL than it is like, man, Michigan, you know, kicked our ass last year and now we're going to kick their ass. I think it's more about like, let me do what I can to get my time on the screen and, you know, get this money and be healthy for the draft. I feel like I'm not saying it's gone completely that way, but I'm saying we're pushing towards that way by by making this more of an NFL minor league than we are college football. I feel like the the school spirit and things are taking a hit by that. I, I I actually would agree with that. I mean, you know, what makes college football different is always, you know, the environment and the aspect of, you know, the colleges and the young kids and the marching bands and the history of the game and all of that. And when you are adding the money and the ability to just transfer and leave whenever you want and just a younger age of coaches in the system especially ones that are not from Ohio and didn't you know grow up breathing this rivalry it gets lost and i think over the last couple of years i'd say the majority of the reason we've this has happened is because we've lost that now i will sit here and say that the other reason that we've seen what we've seen is because Michigan has finally leveled up. Michigan, I wouldn't say has completely caught up 100% to Ohio State, but I think they are so close. And because they've been so fired up from getting beat for so long, and because Jim Harbaugh is probably the best coach for them because he is a Michigan man, that's a perfect storm that they've worked up over the last couple years. Because, yeah. I mean, if you sit there and think about – the teams that Urban Meyer had to go against. I'm not taking anything away from him going 7-0 against Michigan, but take a look at the teams he had to go against. The best team he faced was probably the one in 2018 when we beat with Dwayne Haskins, and they were, I think, ranked number two in the nation at that point. But other than that, half the time we played them, they weren't even ranked. So the other part of this equation, too, is just you have to understand and now respect, because I think that's another pro uh, problem, too, is maybe we haven't respected them since we beat them so many times in a row. And they are now a formidable opponent, just like a Georgia and Alabama, where you have to take them seriously and you have to be fully prepared for that game. I don't care how good of a team you are. It's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. So let me ask you this, dude. Ten years from now, you know, going down the path we're going, uh, how do you feel the rivalry looks? What do you feel it looks like? I hate to say this, but I feel like um, we're in the midst of another 10-year war. Um, and I'm saying that only if we can win this game. If we lose this game this year, 
I find it hard to see that Ryan Day stays. I don't know what other options there are because it's not just getting rid of Ryan Day. Not that I'm saying I agree with that. But you'd also have to make sure that if you're replacing him, you're replacing someone you think do a better job. And right now, I don't know anyone else available. I mean, Luke Fickle just took the Wisconsin job. Um, Mike Vrabel still in Tennessee. Those are two off the top of my head that I feel like would understand Ohio State. But, yeah, essentially in 10 years, I mean, I think we look back in you know from 2020 on to 2030, and I'd say in that decade – it was it was it was a fucking dogfight. I I'm telling you my opinion. I feel like Brian Day is trying to groom Brian Hartline. I feel like he's trying to groom. Maybe that's a five year groom. Maybe Brian Hartline's got to leave and come back. But I just feel like he's trying to take him under his wing a little bit. You know what I mean? And if Brian Day lasts another five years, and um, that you know maybe he'll be the guy in line. Maybe he'll have a shot. I don't know. It just feels like that to me. It's starting to feel that way. Because they are creating opportunities to keep Brian Hartline happy so that he won't leave. And when that happens, I start to feel like they have bigger plans for him. Well, I, I agree in the fact that it's important to keep him happy and we don't want to lose him. Because look at what he's done with the recruiting. Look at how good our offense has been, um, especially in the wide receiver aspect, since you know he's kind of taken over the wide receiver role and moved his way up. So, yes, I understand the importance of keeping him around. Do I really think he's being groomed for a head coaching job? There's probably some truth to that. But I think Ohio State in this day and age is kind of at a point where if it's not Ryan Day, it needs to be someone that has experience. It can't be another first-year head coach like Ryan Day found himself in. Now, the benefit would be, you know, uh, Brian Hartline is an Ohio State guy, so he gets it. But – at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of things that you need to learn and kind of go through by trial and fire before you're really ready for an Ohio State gig. And I don't care how much that you've been working with wide receivers or been an offensive coordinator. Being the head coach is way different, as Ryan Day can, I'm sure, attest to, because Ryan Day is now giving up the offensive play calls, which is his specialty, because he's trying to grow as a head coach. But it's taken him by year four now to figure that out. And everybody called me an asshole. I just want to preface it. Every single person out there called me an asshole because I didn't want to ride with the fact that Ryan Day was just miraculously the head coach at Ohio State. Everybody was pissed at me. Oh, you just, you know, you're just an asshole and you don't have any faith in Ryan Day. And and my whole point was that we didn't even look. We didn't even look. Right. Mm -mm. And. And all that stuff, and I'm not saying Ryan Day's been unsuccessful. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that the exact thing that you just said is coming to fruition. It's coming back around again. It goes up and down in a circle. Okay? <laughs> it's, coming, <laughs> it's coming back around. <laughs> and, you know, like you said, experience matters, dude. Experience matters, dude. At the end of the day, I'm sorry, man. And Ryan Day is going through the growing pains of learning how to be a head coach while at one of the most prestigious universities in the country. Okay. And kudos to him for keeping it together this long. I'm just saying, like, it's not that simple. And, and you're right. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. We're not sitting here completely bashing on Ryan Day. I mean, no, I love Ryan Day. I'm not saying I, I, I about think, him. I think he's still been a really good coach i think he has some shortcomings but i think he uh, he does address them 
and he's constantly trying to evolve to become a better head coach. So I'm not bashing Ryan Day. I mean, if you look at our overall record since we've had Ryan Day, it's been really good. I mean, we've had a nationally relevant team every single year. Potentially probably should have been a national title winner at least one of yeah. his years. But well, you see the difference though, right? But then bringing Urban just Meyer, goes, right? well, that just goes to show you the whole point of this entire episode that we're talking about, about this rivalry. It doesn't matter how good he's done with this other stuff. If you can't get this Michigan problem fixed, then it doesn't matter. I mean, I've heard people call him John Cooper 2.0, and to some extent, I can't argue that. I mean, you can't. Um, I've heard people call him, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oklahoma coach. Uh, couldn't win the big Lincoln game. Lincoln Riley? No, Stoops. Oh, Bob Stoops? Bob Possibly. Stoops. But, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, they say he can't win the big game. He's won some big games. I mean, I, I still give him credit for the Clemson game, which, I mean, me and you sat and watched that game together, and that still <laughs> was an amazing feat. And, you know, I'm not All worried I'm about that. this. I don't you have anything it. against Ryan Day. I have nothing against Ryan Day. All I'm saying is that the difference between Urban Meyer is that when Urban Meyer came in, he was ready to go. We didn't have to grow with him. We're growing with Ryan Day as a fan base. You know what I mean? We're going through the trials and tribulations of a guy that is, you know, head coaching for the first time, and he is putting it all together as he goes through this. We didn't have to do that with Urban. It was ready-made. And that's the difference. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I mean, these are these are all factors that have kind of played out in this rivalry over the last handful of years that I think has kind of made it look the way it does today. Um, I still feel personally that we are the better team. Um, I'm at least on paper. Um, I think it's, you know, the things that you can't find on a stat sheet that need to be fixed within this rivalry that is culturally based that I think if worked on early enough in a season can be fixed. So do I have expectations this year that we go to Ann Arbor and win the game? I do. Do I think we're going to a game that is unwinnable? No, absolutely not. And I think a lot of what's happened over the last couple of years, um, the games were probably closer really than what the scores finally indicated. I mean, especially last year, we looked like the better team for at least half the game. It, you know, it just kind of let it get away from us, but you know, I still have a lot of faith that, you know, if we can get those things fixed that and, and execute and, you know, let our playmakers play like they actually have their hair on fire and look like they want to be there, then I feel like we can be successful this year. And I'm just, you know, I find it hard to believe that we're going to be coming into this year and this game and look at this rivalry lazily this year I, I i don't see how we could possibly do it if we do not come out and at least look like we are giving everything we possibly can to that game then i would be the first person in line to say ryan day doesn't need to be here anymore and it's not that i don't want ryan day but you have got to get this culture and these kids believing in how important this game is this year and just you know change the direction of this because there's a very good chance that this might be the best Michigan team that we have seen in our lifetime. They need to let me give the speech. 
Just let me. That's go. what I feel. And you know, it's funny you say that because I do. I, I put myself in hypothetical, you know, situations all the time. And I swear I've sat down a million times, especially when I see performances like I had the last couple of years, and just wonder to think, man, if I was in front of that team at the beginning, dude, I'd be throwing stuff. I'd be crying. Snot bubble be coming out. Dude, I, I mean, I would be would be, be given everything stadium to security. Stadium security would escort me out. And I would be crying with snot bubbles coming out of my nose as they drug me out of there in handcuffs. Absolutely. But I would see, I would give everything if I could possibly play, if I was even in any physical shape to even play, I would, I would run through a brick wall for that game. And I guarantee the majority of our fan base feels the exact same way. So I guarantee knowing the talent that we have in that room, why the hell can we not go and smack them in the fricking mouth? I don't know. Why? I could. I just picture it, dude. Them, them, like pulling me out, and I got like a bloody nose, and I'm like giving them the, uh, the. Uh, and you've been crying so. Yeah. Crow. I'm and like, you've been you gotta cherish it. You gotta cherish it. And you've been crying like, so hard. You got the, you got the like the two year old temper tantrum cry where he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he can't even breathe. <laughs> the guy in the documentary, like, it's Michigan. It's Michigan. You know, like, yeah. You know. <laughs> oh. I think. I think. You know. I guess. You know. If I if I was someone in Ryan Day's ear, that's what I would do this season. Every single week, I would bring in some sort of speaker or someone or do something to just elicit that emotion. You know, to bring that in. I'm not saying that they don't do that, but I don't know what it's going to take. But I, you, you've got to convince the kids playing the game of the importance of that game. You can't just say it. You have to make them believe it. You have to make them feel it. You have to make them literally feel sick to their stomach just imagining getting beat by them again and being almost exactly. so afraid that something go wrong in that game that you have no choice but to go out there and take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean because it's what I mean. That's what well, we, I mean. Well, we both mean the same thing then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We've run long enough. Let's wrap this thing up, dude. Dude, I, I, I'm not even going to be able to go to bed tonight, dude. I'm dude, fired we can up talk right about now. Michigan for days. I'm fired up right now. God, I cannot dude. wait for football season. I do. I feel so bad. Like, I feel like just, like, I don't even want to drive. I'll walk. I'll walk to Ryan Day's house. <laughs> I knock on the door. He answers, and I just take him right to the ground. And I'm like, you got to win the Game, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you wouldn't make it within 300 yards of his house. I guarantee there's a gate for security. Oh, you wouldn't 100%. make it within 300 yards of his house before you get taken out. He's like, we've got we've got eyes on him. Take him out. Yeah, you'd hear the story like uh man gets tasered 125 yards from Ryan Day's house. <laughs> Turns out Ryan Day was on a recruiting trip, wasn't even home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, thanks everybody that stuck around this long. Um like I said, we can talk about this all day long, and uh, we to will, be continued. Uh, to, to be, be continued, continued yeah, at absolutely. some point. Yeah, um, but yeah, we need to wrap this thing up. So if you don't have anything else, Davis, tell them where they can find us. Um, kind of like I teased last episode. Uh, hopefully, here in another week or so, we'll start trying to reveal some of this new stuff we've been working on, um, and some things that I'm sure you guys might enjoy. Uh, so kind of keep a lookout for that. Um. But as always, guys, uh, you know, you can find us on all major streaming services. We're on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, um, Apple Play. I mean, ever, pretty much everything. We're on all the major streaming services. Uh, we also have our Facebook page. Uh, that's really probably where the best way to interact with us is at this point. 
Uh, you can send us messages on our page or comment or post or whatever it is. Uh, we'd love to get some more interaction. Um, if you have any ideas for future uh, show episodes on content that you want to hear, or if you got something to argue, or if you just want to just message and say, Chad sucks, feel free to message the page. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we also have Twitter as well, if that's kind of your thing. So a couple more weeks till uh, game day, and we're looking forward to it. So hopefully you are too. Until next time, guys, go Bucks. OH. Oh,